Welcome to And It's Writing, a live stream and podcast where two writers and sometimes a very special guest have a few drinks and some laughs while we either revise our old work or discuss writing-related topics. Uh, I'm Amy Avery. I write adult fantasy. I also self-publish under the pen name Avery Ames. It's very confusing. It's very fun. Um, what I'm working on is nothing <laughs> because I had a book that came out this week and I had a book that I turned in this week. So I am like chilling. <laughs> right now <laughs> hell yeah you are booked yes. out yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and um yeah, we're so pr- and i'm so proud of you okay. i'm so i'm so proud of you son. i'm just relieved <laughs> <laughs> i'm too tired to be proud right now <laughs> i'm so proud I- i'm dc mcnaughton i'm speculative and historical fiction writer i, I think <laughs> I- damn am i am i like, I think it might be fantasy fiction. I don't even know. Genres, genres, a, a recommendation. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's just you know, recommended material. It might be historical <laughs> or speculative. Uh, my agent has no idea. I have no idea, and uh, I'm I have um, I'm working on drafting something, and I have been working on drafting something for the last seven months, and I'm still only on chapter two. <laughs> it's really bad. <laughs> but you've had a breakthrough. Yes, uh, yes, yes. I did. Uh, I did recently. What I am reading, I am. I, I actually just read Empire of the Feast by Bendy. Uh, is it, how does you say your last name? Barrett? Barrett. Barrett. Barrett? Okay. <laughs> I, I actually read that today, and that was a whole lot of fun. It was something I, I had never read anything like that before, and that was uh, it was awesome. Go green. It, it took me it took me three hours. It's really nice, simple, short. I love it. Um, eat it up real quick. It's like just like it's just like a snack size book. It's yeah, totally... yeah, t- totally snack size. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm also reading this uh, book called Cam Girl by Isa Maze, and it's a it's like a it's like kind of like an autobiography about a cam girl because uh, I'm kind of writing about a cam girl right now, so I needed some research, and I'm having a blast. It's written super well, and that's enough about me. <laughs> Today we have a guest. <laughs> uh, we'll it be talking. Me. With- it's you. <laughs> it's you. Uh, we'll be talking with author Bendy Barrett. Barrett. Bendy, could you tell us a little about what about you and what you write? Ha- I'm drinking. <laughs> <laughs> no, I couldn't tell at all. Um, <laughs> uh, I, yeah, so I'm I'm Bendy Barrett. I most recently wrote Empire of the Feast, um, which came out through uh, Neon Hemlock. What do I write in general? Uh, I write a lot of like mostly speculative fiction um, of various kind of shades. Uh, Empire of the Feast specifically is kind of this like sci fantasy, like with kind of flex of um, kind of like uh, horror and uh, like a good kind of like dash of sex. Um, Dash of sex. Sprinkle. Yeah, so just a dash of sex. That's <laughs> just a sprinkle. <laughs> um, I also write interactive fiction. I have two games out uh, through choiceofgames.com. And under my... Uh, oh, I should say what they are. Um, <laughs> one of them is called uh, Avatar of the Wolf. It is a kind of... Um, Oh shit! What is it? It's kind of like a like a greedy sort of like like darker fantasy story about uh, waking up one day without your sworn god and kind of figuring shit out from there. Uh, and then I also wrote a game called um, 
<laughs> fate of the storm god. Hell yeah. <laughs> I like also have been drinking. Um and it is uh it is like a like a big kind of like adventure story about these like people who make the weather and they live up on top of this like mountain and they're treated like gods and then the weather gets fucked up and you have to descend and figure it out. You have to like sort it out for for I the rabble. Love that. Um that's and it awesome. gets, uh, it goes places. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I also, uh, I also under the pen name uh, Benji Bright write uh, erotic fiction, just very gay, very smutty fiction. Um, yeah. Until very recently, I ran a Patreon, but it's suspended for the moment while I focus on submitting stuff and you know doing the whole thing probably writing a book we'll see and doing another choice of games game for sure which i'm like i don't want to talk about how long i've been in the process of like just sitting on uh the like the the draft uh we'll get back to that we'll be back to talk about that okay so this is where we usually talk about the drinks um so i will go first because i made a custom drink uh, based on Empire of the Feast, and I called it the Feast. And the the logic behind this was I wanted to just pick like all the sexy foods <laughs> and put them into a drink. <laughs> but also, Empire of the Feast has this kind of like parasitic cosmic horror relationship thing. And I was like, what is the most cosmic horror of foods that it, you could put in a drink? And I came up with figs. Because for those who don't know, figs are pollinated by wasps. And in the wild, sometimes you'll just find a dead wasp inside a fig. It's real great. Um, so I was like, that's creepy and spooky. Also, when you cut them open, they look fucked. They do look really <laughs> fucked up. So I was like, overall, this, this whole thing's working for like the whole cosmic horror fucked up sexy thing. So what it is, is it's dark sweet cherries, vodka, dark chocolate liqueur, fig liqueur, and a liqueur called Benedictine um, that's kind of got honey and herbs and it just kind of ties together everything else. And then a little bit of bitters. And it is like horrifically blood red. Like it straight up looks like I'm drinking like prop blood in some sort of vampire movie. It's blood. great. I love it. So DC, what are you drinking? It's basically the same thing you're drinking, except for I didn't have the fig um, and I didn't want vodka, so I basically just used, uh, and also I'm tired, so I used Mr. <laughs> Mr. Black instead, because it's got a coffee in it. So it's like what you have, but coffee-flavored. So, yeah. <laughs> that's all I've got. <laughs> that's, all, that's all I've got, man. And we, we are not the first to make drinks based on Empire of the Feast. Barcart Bookshelf. I had, I did watch his, I did watch his, his mm -hmm. vid, the video where he did that like the review and and the drink and now i realize that i don't remember how oh. to pronounce his last name we so suck. i'm so sorry I well i feel free to at me on twitter Elias, and be like you're such a shithead i straight up cackle what's your problem at the there's a joke because one of the ingredients is orgiat which can be pronounced orgiat so there was a where is the orgiat joke and i i gross snort laughed on my couch watching it so props for that joke but i believe that's what you said you brought uh I actually lied. Um, <laughs> yeah. I actually lied because I looked. I like. I made both drinks, mm -hmm. and uh, I mixed them up, so I already drank his, <laughs> and so now I'm drinking yours. Good enough. So I'm sorry. It is delicious and complicated, and like complicated and decadent, and you should absolutely make it. I don't know if uh, maybe you can like throw, maybe you can like put the link. Yes. But now I have Avery's drink. 
and it is like kind of like sweet it's sweeter than i thought it would be and like kind of like mellow but still you kind of get those like nice herbal notes so it's nice so okay so now we've got the drinks we've we've all got the drinks we've all got the drink oh oh boy we've got drinks we've all been drinking the drinks (laughs) and now it's apparently the icebreaker section but we've I mean, we've done some of that because we partied like crazy before we started this. So. But, <laughs> but we'll let our, our, our listeners get to know you a little bit through some like kind of silly questions, mostly because I kind of yeah. want to know these because I think these are fun. Um, so the first silly question is if you could bring back any past fashion or pop culture trend, what would it be? It's it's funny because I was talking to a friend of mine immediately before we came on this and I was like, oh, like I like. Uh, some of these questions, like we we I was like kind of like fielded beforehand. Actually, I, I fielded all these questions. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie to the people. I had the questions, um, but uh, I was talking to him about this, and he, I was like, "Oh man, like I don't know what pop culture trend I would really want to bring back." And he just immediately he like, didn't even pause. He was like, "Greg Araki movies," and I was like, oh, "You're so right." <laughs> I don't know if you guys are familiar with uh, this director, but he makes movies like one of the movies he made is called like Totally Fucked Up. Um, My favorite movie, I actually have a little card of it, is called The Doom Generation. Um, And I have it like it just like lives on my desk. Uh, The tagline is life is a party, death is a rave. it is just so good. <laughs> it is just such a little fucked up gem of a movie. And like he made a this director, Greg Raki, made a um pilot for MTV for this show that I cannot remember the name of it off the top of my head, but like, oh, it's like something like the end of the world or I don't something like that. And like <laughs> he made the pilot. MTV was like absolutely the fuck not. <laughs> Um, but like the pilot is just so good and just like off the wall and ridiculous. And I just, that's what I want. I want like more of that, like crazy, like gonzo energy of just like sexy teens, like fucking and saying crazy things and then just exploding, uh, for, for no particular reason. It's just like, just like the wildest, um, shit that I, like it had such an effect on me and I think it's probably why, why I write what I write. <laughs> Man, like you put like, so like, I, I am so like jealous of your answer because here I am sitting like, I'd bring back hit clips. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, I feel so, I feel like such a loser now. <laughs> I'd bring back hit clips. You know Listen. what? That's that's a pretty <laughs> cheers to hit best clips. part of the song. That's all you need. <laughs> oh my god. You realize that I don't know what age our listeners are, but some of them are gonna be like, I bring back what? What the fuck? I just aged myself. I mm-hmm. dated myself big time. Yeah, you did. That's okay. Yeah, you did. Okay. <laughs> Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Next question. Next question. Okay, next question. Oh, so so hot in here. <laughs> Uh, so the warm. next question is you get to pick the next Muppet movie adaptation of a book. Any book can be classic, modern, whatever. Only one character gets to remain human. Which character, which book, and do you have an actor in mind for the human? I'm going to throw that loop in there. That wasn't written. Wow. Ooh, ooh, okay. Um, 
Uh, well, if we're throwing <laughs> curveballs, um, I I want to say um, the movie. Uh, sorry, the book that I would do. Like I know this is like so trendy because there's actually like this movie is already made, but this one is gonna be better. <laughs> um, I I want to do Dune, and every everybody's everybody's a Muppet. The sandworm is a human. <laughs> Imagine the guy like like squirming out of the ground like whoa <laughs> with his fucking mouth wide open. Like, like, I'm gonna get you. <laughs> like hands like duct taped to their sides. <laughs> I'm gonna get you. Like <laughs> hands duct taped to the side. <laughs> Obviously, there's no CGI. <laughs> like it's just. <laughs> She's like a person being pushed up through the sand, like. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So yeah. Oh gosh, who who's who's the who's the actor? Uh, well, again, I was talking to the same friend, and I talked about this, and he said Benedict Cumberbatch, which is actually I don't know that I can do better. Well, have you seen the video of him as Smog, like behind the scenes? Oh, There's mocap video have... of him like crawling around, <laughs> doing like the rah, rah, rah. it's great. Go oh on shit! You know what? Look it up. Now that you're saying this, I feel like it's a repressed memory just coming back, like starting like at my neck and just like just coming up like a flush. Oh god, I do remember that. So I mean, he's already. Yeah. I mean, this is like nothing for him. Like this is a cakewalk. Yeah. This, this is a, it's a paycheck. Yeah. Benedict, you're not above it. Come on, grow up. Come on. <laughs> oh wow. Oh, it's okay. so warm in here. <laughs> now we gotta go to like some actual questions. Gotta like fan myself off with this Tobler. <laughs> these are these <laughs> don't seem very effective. These are actual questions. These are good. These are this is the hard hitting stuff that we need to be talking about. <laughs> so I guess we do have like pertinent to writing topics that we were going to address at some point so i guess we'll get there that's fair um that's well fair. we can we can still goof off and swear and fan ourselves with toblerones which did not seem very effective <laughs> no so what made you decide that you wanted to write under multiple names and how did you pick which names you were going to write under so i when did i start i think i i, I so i i created a, a pen name um, and because I was a senior in college and about to graduate and I had just like the summer before, um, I went to Jamaica where my family's Jamaican. And so I was in Jamaica and it's like beautiful and like so fucking hot, like so hot. You can't <laughs> believe how hot, um, but still beautiful and delightful. Um, and also just like a lot of like casual homophobia like a lot of casual homophobia and like it just got to the point where i was just like i'm just like ambiently taking in all of this kind of like negativity and i just want to like do something for myself that just kind of like i don't know that like nobody else can like access and so i started writing these like filthy kind of like <laughs> stories uh like on my laptop and people are like what are you doing i'm like i'm i'm, I'm doing work mom like <laughs> i'm doing school work uh, and 
<laughs> it's like, it's the summer, like calm down. You have no classes. So yeah, I started writing these stories and I was like, I kind of want to put these out there and see if they're any good. Cause like I was in a creative writing program. I was like, I feel like a lot of the smut I was reading at that time was just like free online stuff and like of questionable quality. <laughs> and I was like, I think there's like, the pro there's an audience for this somewhere. Um, but I was like, but I am about to graduate and I will need a job. So I don't want the first thing and that's and that's like this i'll probably come back to that at some point because like my thing when i created a pen name was i didn't want to make myself invisible i just didn't want the first thing you got when you googled me to be pornography you just have that to go like, down a few search results i was like yeah i want them to, to scroll a little bit you know if they're just doing like a like <laughs> if this is like just like preemptory like oh who is this motherfucker all right yeah yeah, yeah that looks fine right. like that's fine like if you're on the third page like you're looking for something else like you're like 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 i'm not protecting you at that point like you want in um so that was like i don't know that was like 2008 me and now like 2023 me is like yeah so i wrote about dping what are you gonna do what are you gonna do you're gonna put me in jail <laughs> to be fair that's kind of similar to my story which is why i write under two names that are very similar was i did the same thing because i work at, i live in the bible belt and i gotta put food on the table so i gotta work and i was this it was the same thing it was like i don't want them to google me and immediately have them be like oh she writes queer fantasy so i was like mm, we're just gonna hide it and then by now it's just like the same thing like this last year i was just like you know what yep. fuck it what you gonna do about it? <laughs> yeah. You fire me, I'll go get a job somewhere else. The fuck it move is the strongest move. Anyways, so okay, so we kind of talked about like why we chose pen names. What other circumstances might an author want to like consider maybe using a pseudonym or like a second pen name? That's a great question. I like I think like the, the pen name is is a is a good tool for whenever you want to put distance between you and like uh, like whatever you're working on for whatever reason and like it i think like a lot of people um think about pen names as kind of like oh you know i like i wrote something uh that's like shameful in some way or like something that could be used to like damage me in some way but it's like if you write primarily ya and you're like i want to be taken seriously in like the hard sci-fi space uh you know like that's a perfectly valid reason to kind of like want to put some distance between you and the content that you are known for or that you regularly put out. Um, I don't necessarily like my kind of view on pen names kind of shift and, and, and kind of evolve over time. And now I'm in a position where I feel like the 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 landscape of of writing and publishing is so different than it was even just like 10 years ago and i think there's a lot more of an appetite of like for like seeing the the kind of like the broad strokes of what a writer is capable of um whereas before i think there was a lot of kind of and not to say i don't want to say that there's not tribalism still in like especially kind of like certain pockets of the writing community or the publishing community or you know in books um but i do think that there's a little bit more latitude for like being able to just be like okay so this is the this is the range of me um and i certainly think that like if 
to, you know, to just kind of go back to like, again, like the choosing of a pen name. Like, I think this book that I just put out, Empire of the Feast, like, I think if I had written that in 2008 and put it out, it, I think I would have put it under a pen name because I'm just like, yeah, like I just, I, it was just kind of like, it's like, there's a lot of sex and uh, there's... A, like a lot of sex and so <laughs> there's also some <laughs> pretty horrifying it's... imagery in there there's one particular part i don't want to yeah. spoil anything but i was just like oh holy shit <laughs> <laughs> that was not like, related to like, the sex like, part it was something else <laughs> yeah yeah i mean like <laughs> like and to anybody who might be like oh i want to read a sexy book but then they're like oh shit but then horrifying things happen i don't want my sex near my horror like i think the sex and the horror are they're peanut butter and chocolate. They go best together. <laughs> nice. It's nice. It's it's not like it's it's not like uh you know like genitals opening up and clomping <laughs> down on somebody, even though that's perfectly valid image. And quite frankly, I'm offended that any of you wouldn't be into that. But uh I think um that's not really what it's no. about. Uh I, I guess I could talk a little bit about what the book is even yeah, like. Go for it. Um, so essentially the book is about, uh, a person who wakes up and sees a dead body and is like, oh shit, that's me. Um, over the course of the story, uh, you get more context and, and find out that this person is kind of like the reincarnation of an unbroken line of empresses who rule this empire with a kind of like iron fist. And, um, this person who is then kind of brought into this uh, line of reincarnations is a male and is like, what's going on? That's not supposed to happen. And B like, doesn't have like all of the memories that are associated with this person and therefore powers to rule over this empire. And specifically this thing called the feast, which is this giant orgy on this space station that revolves around the sun that is meant to keep this monster that lives in the sun in the sun. Um, very high concept. Uh, <laughs> it's awesome. It's like it's, it's no one's ever done that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get get in there because um, it's 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 pretty horny and just moist. Uh, that's all I'll say about that. But yeah, just to wrap up that thought, like I think if if it was two thousand eight, I would be like absolutely not. Like this. This book can't be associated with my name, and now I don't feel that way. Like I feel like I've seen fantasy, uh, and by fantasy I mean like speculative fiction fantasy, like just mainstream tour stuff, or you know any kind of like major speculative fiction publisher, just that kind of like pushing the boundaries a little bit and being a little bit like looser and more flexible. And so, um, yeah, I think there are a lot of circumstances where you might want to use a pen name but i do think it's something worth thinking about like do i actually need one for the content that i'm making before you kind of jump into it but and and i think we're going to talk a little bit about pros and cons mm -hmm. later so i won't i won't jump the gun yeah there, and i kind of had a question here but it was mostly just a quick note that some authors use initials instead of a full name and why might they do that and i think you kind of touched on that a little bit because i think some of that has to do with the way things used to be versus the way things are now mm -hmm. When I first started reading kind of like epic fantasy novels, and for a long time, like that was my genre. Like I just read like all those books. Um, 
and uh, reliably you would like flip the book over or get to the last couple pages and you would see like the the face of the person who wrote it and it would be sort of I, I think if you like put all of those images into a um, into some sort of like like pastiche generation <laughs> it would just like generate the same image of this gray beard man um and like for a long time like that was it like you just opened it and you're like oh yeah yeah a white guy with a long beard that's fine like that's 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 what mm -hmm. fantasy is uh essentially or that's to, what yeah. science fiction is that's what it used to be yeah. right and like i think we have gotten to a point uh and and it's obviously pretty uh, maybe not obviously for people who don't follow it as closely but like it's been kind of contentious that like the fact that it's shifting away from that i think like nk jemison winning the hugo like multiple times in a row it's like that kind of like that sort of feel like like the idea that like a black woman could like be the standard mm -hmm. bearer for uh what speculative fiction is um like and 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 do it multiple times mm -hmm. like and just like crush it yeah. she's actually a good example of kind of one of the other reasons you might want to use initials and hers is that she also publishes academically and so she uses her full first name for her academic work and nk jemison is just a way to signify this is my fiction so it's not actually like she's very open about these are both me this just tells you what what you're getting when you open up the document so sometimes right. it is like kind of what you said right. it's just like identifying what type of work you're going to get. Um, I know V.E. Schwab does the same thing. V.E. is the adult work. Victoria yeah. mm -hmm. is the kidlet. And it's just so you know if you're getting a YA book right. or an adult book. Exactly. 100%. Like, and, and I think at that, at this point, that is sort of what my pen name has become. It's like, if it's, if you're reading work by Benji Bright, it's going to be just like sloppy seconds galore. <laughs> and then if you're reading... <laughs> If you're reading stuff by Bendy Barrett, fewer sloppy <laughs> seconds. Um, Once again, just a sprinkling, sprinkling. Just a just a just a <laughs> dash. We're not gonna. Yeah, we're not gonna. We're not gonna flood you out. You know, it's gonna be just a list enough. <laughs> it's gonna be fine. It's gonna be fine. You won't need fine. a Toblerone. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> oh okay. boy. I have said some things. Let's go. I, I sure do say things every day. I sure do say all the things every day. You guys, you guys are going to make me be the grown up and be like, okay, okay, back on, back on. Time. I thought you were about to tell us we were going to make you pee your pants. And I was like, go for it, sister. <laughs> no, I already, I already almost barfed on the podcast once. We're not going to almost pee my pants on the podcast once. Yeah, DC made you me drink something real gross and I was afraid I was going to barf, but I didn't. It's good. It's fine. Everything's fine. So... <laughs> It's perfect. <laughs> so you've mentioned that you have the two different kind of brands, but they're very obvious that they're both you. Mm -hmm. So how do you navigate social media having these like two names and having an online presence and a website and everything? So same shit. I think like it, it, it used to be like very separate and now it like just incrementally just narrows for me. I can't speak for anybody else, but it's like, I think especially the fact that I kind of am working across genres and forms just means that like, I'm like always working on so many things that like maintaining like a, a, a disciplined distance. It just like, I don't, I would need like 
a whole other apparatus to like to manage it like i would need an assistant to just tweet for me from like one account versus <laughs> another um and so really what it looks like on twitter i have two accounts one is uh bendied which has the unfortunate side effect of like reading ben died <laughs> i didn't even think about that so yeah you want to follow me on twitter it's ben died he's dead he's <laughs> gone that loser is out of here um and so <laughs> so yeah so, so that's my that's my bendy bear twitter and then my uh like other twitter is like it's like benji underscore bright and like i'm just telling this i'm just i'm gonna tell you guys this and nobody else <laughs> like the smart writing one is more fun like it's more fun like you know what i mean like i'm like i'm just like saying what the fuck ever and um you're bonding with your identity <laughs> on the smart one yeah yeah it's 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 it, like <laughs> like yeah it's it's like it's cohered yeah and then on the other one i'm like oh like i'm a professional here's what here's what i'm reading <laughs> it's friday who's editing you know like who's <laughs> editing it's like we're all editing bendy we're all fucking editing <laughs> Um, and so I, I think like, if, if there's a, if there's a lesson for me in that, it's probably at some point, like, if you have one that is way more fun and way more engaging, like you're going to naturally spend more time there. And so like, just be careful, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, that you don't like let your uh smart writing yeah yeah okay i could say that like just, just be careful that you don't let your smart writing identity take over your whole life because <laughs> it could happen that's that's good advice <laughs> benji after dark is all ours <laughs> <laughs> well it's i don't i don't know where you folks are but here it's winter and dark is most of the day yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's true the solstice do be over. <laughs> Bendy also makes walrus noises. Oh, yeah. oh shit, I'm so sorry. No apologies. I hope that you can bring that I hope you can bring that noise level down. No, don't. That... Oh no, it's okay. I've got like volume the I yeah, it's fine. I'm checking it, making sure it's still there. I'm gonna complain if it's not. <laughs> Oh, no, I'm not cutting it out. I'm just saying if it's, like, blowing up people's eardrums, I bring the volume down a little bit. Because there have been times where I have cackled loud enough that I'm like, we're just gonna just gonna bring that down a little bit. We're yeah, all yeah, loud yeah. people here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's my, that's my, that's my hope. That's where I live. Yeah, that's where yep, I live. Same. Like, just the top of the range. Yep. Like the, all that's... caps, all the time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I like yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So we mentioned earlier, we we're going to circle back to this, like, what are the biggest pros and cons of using pen names and or having multiple names? And we kind of just discussed, like, liking one better than the other. It's like, you know, the whole thing where it's like, oh, I love all my children equally. I love all my pen names equally. But really, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> and the smut one is always more fun. The smut one is always more fun. So, so yeah, I, I think, I think the, the, like, jokes... Jokes aside, jokes aside, this is serious, Bendy. Serious. Um, 
Right. I'm sorry, I can't of course it is. Buddy. <laughs> I was trying. I was trying, but I couldn't. I couldn't even pretend. I couldn't even pretend. Um, I think. I think the. I think the, the the biggest con for me, anyway, has been like you have to really monitor the division and make sure that you're not sort of falling too far on one side or another, because. What I found is that, again, because it it takes so much to like launch a career in any field, in any kind of facet of writing, that while you're you know putting that work and effort in, um, whatever kind of like audience you're building is sort of like they're not going to wait forever, right, for like the next thing or like the next update or the next check in or the next game or whatever, and so trying to do that with one like in one field or or one facet or subgenre is 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 already so much work and then doing it again sort of like quadruples the work somehow because like now you're kind of like bouncing back and forth between these genres trying to like maintain these connections <laughs> trying to maintain the twitter followers and the the whole thing and kind of like also like the thing that i think and this is this is very specific to writing. I think mm -hmm. uh, the thing that is hard, especially with that, is like reading, like staying present and staying up to date in the work of your peers and like your like the, the people that you want to be reading or, you know, like the the, the work that you want to boost. And like, I think any person who is serious about a career in writing is kind of going to naturally fall into whatever communities they um write in and like mm -hmm. the best thing that i can say about being like uh like an aspiring like writer or game maker or whatever is like you want to be in those communities right like you want to find the people who are excited about working with you and you want to like be literate in their work obviously you can't read everybody's work but trying to do that for one group is is a lot of work and trying to do that for two or three or four, it becomes like exponentially difficult um, to stay current. And you sort of kind of half-ass everything or quarter-ass everything. <laughs> instead of whole-assing uh, one thing. Instead of, yeah, instead of whole-assing one thing, you sort of quarter-ass many things. But the biggest pro, honestly, is like, you get to see what you're capable of. Like you get to really see what you're capable of and you get to kind of like take seriously your desire to be really like experimental or bold or kind of like, I, I, like I have written things uh, like under my Benji Bright pen name that like are like, I'm just like, is this going to get me? A, I'm like, is this going to get me arrested uh, like <laughs> honestly like it's, it's never that bad it's never that bad but like it's it, like i've written some wild shit and like i think because i wrote all of that wild shit coming over into my like regular kind of uh publishing career i haven't felt intimidated to like be like okay so this book's this book's gonna have some sex in it this this book's gonna be about an orgy on a space station <laughs> and my mom is gonna read it it's like yeah my mom also read the book about you know the the blowjob dude you know what i mean like it's fine like she didn't disown me you know like my friends knew about the the that other thing and that's fine that's great parenting <laughs> that's great parenting like i man 
part of the reason I used a pen name was to stay away from my family, uh, to keep the writing away from my family. Mm-hmm. And when I decided to, um, I used the pen name for all of my self-published stuff. And then when I went hybrid and started doing traditional publishing as well, I decided to do that under, because like we talked about, I was just like, fuck it. So I just did it under my real name. And my mom was like, oh, I'm going to read your book. And I'm like, I'm going to prepare you. I'm going to warn you. If you don't like what you read, that's not my fault. I have told you, you may not enjoy what you read in that book as my mother. And she's just like, I still want to read it. I'm like, okay, you have been duly warned. And that's all you can do. That's all you can do. People, people, unfortunately, do have that autonomy. Yep. So, I'm like, I'm like, okay, it's on you now. Ball's in your court. Did Did she read it? Uh, it hasn't come out yet. It's, oh, it hasn't come out yet. It's a 2024 okay. release. So. Well, then I will follow up then. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we will find out. That's the one that I just turned in this week. <laughs> okay. Okay. And congrats again on that. I don't know. I, I don't remember if we said that in the pre-show or if that was, no, no, that was, that was, that was, that's Yeah, that it. was on the show, but it was too busy. It was, we were spending too long for me just being like, ah. So that's how this week is We were is too gone. busy being stupid. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, so, okay. The last question about pen names mm-hmm. before we move on to the next topic is um is there anything you wish you had known about pen names or pseudonyms before you started using one? We've kind of touched on some of those, but is there anything yeah. we've forgotten? I think this kind of like ties back into um another question that I think we kind of glazed over, which is like what you had written, um, like what steps should someone take before they set one up? Oh yes, we skipped that one. Sorry, I've had yeah, booze. We were <laughs> we were yeah, we were we were we were having some laughs. Um <laughs> I I think like <laughs> like you, you already wrote the question. Like stuff. Like Google me, make sure it's not a public figure. Yeah, that's helpful. <laughs> um, I googled one of the pen names that I had considered, and it turns out it was actually like, it was a sex worker, like <laughs> an actress. And I was like, probably like cool, you do you, but we probably don't want to get those wires crossed because people are looking mm-hmm. for one of those. If they're looking for you, they're going to be mad they found my books. And if they're looking for me, and, and they're going to be surprised. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We don't, yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's it's sort of like, yeah, there's a certain amount of due diligence you, you should do. Like, go on Twitter and see if, like, anything related to your pen name can be, like, or, I mean, oh, Twitter. <laughs> like, I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, yeah, like, Twitter, quotation marks. Um, like, Go on the internet and find out that, like, if any of the social medias that you, channels that you would be interested in using, like, if you can, like, get those usernames is a great thing, like, before you start, you know, putting work out, because, like, trying to retroactively, like, grab stuff or, like, a website, that's another thing, like, just, like, just be really quiet about it at first, do your research, (laughs) and then once you have gotten all of the social media sites and the website and you know all of the stuff then feel free to start publicizing your uh your uh size play stories um yeah that was in the (laughs) pre-show that was pre-show that was me that's okay that's a teaser for the things that everybody else has missed if you want to know about (laughs) size play go back and listen to our other episodes because at one point i did size play it was actually just about a year ago because it was our Valentine's Day episode last year. Aww. About writing sex scenes. <laughs> they were having a... I think it was called, Is This a Kissing Book? 
<laughs> it was a kissing book. <laughs> it was like, kissing where? Everywhere. <laughs> the okay. Kiss. <laughs> That's what I like to hear. <laughs> okay, so we're we're gonna try to like speed run this last bit. Um, we may. Would you be up for going a little bit over if we go a little bit over? Yeah, of course. Kind of go course. through these last bit because mm-hmm. I think there's some really kind of fun stuff coming up in the next this next section. So we're gonna switch gears a little bit because we kind of talked about all the pen name stuff. But you had mentioned at the beginning that you also do interactive stories. So can you tell us a little bit? You kind of told us a little bit about the plots, but can you tell us about kind of what inspired you and how you got into them? Uh, yeah. So I um like I'm sure a lot of like at this point like grandpas. Um, like, (laughs) I, like, kind of grew up reading, like, choose-your-own-adventure books and, like, um, like, those Goosebump books, which are, like, you know, turn to page eight if you drink the potion and then you would, like, die every time. Like, don't drink the potion. And you'd always put your, like, you put, like, your thumb in the page and then you'd flip ahead and be like, oh, I died. Fuck, go back, go back, go back, go back. Yeah. I did not drink the potion on page 215. Gotta make sure the book doesn't end. Yeah, it's like it's like if you it's like oh if you do you drink the potion or not and he's like you drink the potion and you're like everything's fine oh you turned into a mummy uh, it's like, <laughs> fuck it's like fuck <laughs> damn it fuck I ain't doing that I didn't drink the potion fucking asshole potion it always will like or, or do you open the crypt it's like and they always try to fuck you too because they're like oh you know <laughs> do you open the crypt and you're just like no i'm not gonna do that and it's like oh and while you were trying to run away from the crypt you ran into the mummy and it's like, <laughs> <laughs> like god damn it you assholes <laughs> it's like some some um, writers like now are now ages are like i'm gonna get one over on this nine-year-old <laughs> <laughs> fuck you nine-year-old <laughs> So, 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 yeah, in terms of, in terms of interactive story building, that's what we call a bad praxis. Don't do that. Like, don't fuck people for making choices. Uh, Like, yeah, so, so that's like, I, I like read stories like that um, as a kid. And I was like, there has to be a way to do this in like a digital format. And so when I was probably just graduating college, I tried to make like, interactive fictions using like kind of like just html like links that would just kind of take you along a story Mm -hmm. it was so cumbersome and like onerous and i was like this is bullshit (laughs) i'm not doing this um i just like tried to do it in like a website that i had made and boy it was bad um and so luckily like Shortly after I'd started to kind of like play with this idea, I started to see some like newer at the time, like technologies coming out, like Choice Script, which I write in still, uh, which my games are written in. They had a game called Choice of the Dragon, which was like this kind of like a game where you played as a dragon and you could like increase your horde and do all of this cool stuff and you could like find a mate or like go and like you know harry the town and and it was just like (laughs) this kind of like wild story that i just thought was like so fun and then later that that like company started to make like kind of work that was more kind of like open in terms of like gender and sexuality and i was like holy shit like this company's like pretty neat and i knew that they were looking for writers and i kind of 
at the same time was discovering Twine, which mm-hmm. I'm sure I'll talk about in a little bit. Um, and so I started making some stuff with in, in Twine. And once I had made a couple projects that were like getting a little bit of attention, I pitched Choice of Games, wrote a game, and and you know went through their whole the whole process, and then wrote a game for them. And since then, I've been kind of like straddling the line, working in Choice Script and Twine. It's been many a year now. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's how I that's how I got my start, and that's why I'm still in it. <laughs> uh, I will say one one year for NaNoWriMo, I decided I was going to write an interactive story, and I was going to do. Uh, I I spent some time learning some basic code back in the day, and I was just like, I'm going to do RenP, and I'm going to do like a full visual novel. That may have been a little <laughs> ambitious to start with. <laughs> So yeah, we're going to get yeah. back into like advice for people, but just a heads up, don't do a full visual novel for your very first project with like mm-hmm. art and shit. Cause it's no. a lot. Um, don't. Art is hard. So, so the problem, part of the problem I had, which is kind of leading us into our next question is figuring out like the, the map of choices. So how do you like plot and map out of story? Are there any specific processes or programs you use to kind of visualize all of that? That is a solid question. There are um, there are quite a few things that you can use, and all kinds of like programs and, and software. Like it's like almost overwhelming to think <laughs> about like all of the options. But I will say that for me, what the what works best, and it depends, right? Like mm-hmm. uh, it de- it depends on it depends on the medium you're working in, um, and. I work in two primarily in terms of interactive stuff. Like I'm either writing a game in choice script, which is like uh, licensed, like sub-licensed by uh, choice of games. And so their licenses are a little bit more restrictive. They're con- actually, they, I would say that they are considerably more restrictive in terms of uh, what you can do. Uh, like you can like publish stuff uh, with them on their hosted games. And in terms of content, it's not particularly restrictive, I don't think. Like, you can publish pretty much whatever you want. Um, but in terms of, like, profits, uh, mm-hmm. it's, like, kind of, you, have to, you kind of have to be in the ecosystem. Um, but what I will say about, like, Choice of Games is they have, like, a lot of support in terms of the forums. And what you're outputting is way more um, controlled. Like, it's not, you're not you're dealing with um, kind of like very basic uh, like programming principles at the kind of like the base level. And you don't really have to like worry about too much more. Like you're just outputting text. You know exactly how it's going to look. Every game sort of looks the same. And so I kind of like that, that rigidity, especially when you're talking about something that can be so expansive and explosive and overwhelming as interactive fiction, Mm -hmm. that rigidity kind of, it, it's helpful and it, it's narrowing in in a lot of ways. So when I'm doing, when I'm making games, well, anyway, so <laughs> I will say that's, I'm like cutting myself off. It's the drink. It's the demon drink. It's, that's done this to me. Damn it. I knew it. Um, You're like both the but... bartender and the patron. You're like, I'm cutting you off right here. <laughs> You're done. You're done. 
you're you're playing the like Oscar award speech music in your head. You're like, da, 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 da. I'm like I'm like, oh no, he is on one. Um, well, I mean, so I'm answering a totally different question with this whole thing. That's but fine. That's kind of like that's kind of like I think the 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 the, the main reason that I like kind of working in TraceScript. Twine, on the other hand, is very open source, very kind of like do whatever the fuck you want, which can be sort of overwhelming if you, um, when you start to get in the weeds. And I think it's kind of like the same with RenP. Like it's so open that you can kind of fuck yourself in various ways by mm-hmm. kind of like, like getting into something that's a little bit more than you can handle. And so. Um, yeah, RenP was like opening Notepad and and html like writing a web page in html it's like yeah you could really fuck that (laughs) (laughs) that terrifies me you can break everything i do not know what rimp is but i'm over here like no it's it's a software that kind of helps you rather than having to like completely code all of the graphics and everything um it you can kind of use it to kind of simplify some of the coding for like a visual novel where you show like here's the background, here's the character that's talking, here's the expression on their face, kind of if you're doing like one of those Japanese style visual novels. So it does simplify some of that. But yeah, there's still enough coding that you can really bone it. <laughs> that's yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, if you're, if you're a writer, I'm talking to you, writer, <laughs> if you're a writer, and you, and you just want to write, like, I would start with something like, twine or something like uh like choice script where you're just outputting words like um and you can you can put like all kinds of shit in twine so like i have multiple twine games uh like that just are very a lot but (laughs) that kind of took a lot of time to kind of get there you can just kind of output words on a screen and then have buttons that say this is what goes here and that's what goes here like it's not really um that's a low barrier to entry. It's more Zork. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's more it's like more Zork. kind of like classic. It's more like classic, um, uh, like adventure novel stuff. Um, to answer your question, finally, uh, in terms of like, sorry, no, no, no. It's, oh, don't apologize to me. I'm the disaster, <laughs> and I know it. Um, uh, when I when I'm like putting stuff together, I think the the tools that I use are paper and pencil. Like one of the best gifts that I was ever given was like a box of like old school computer paper. I'm actually gonna like go in my closet and get it because like <laughs> it's like right next to me. He's got the goods right there, and I just I've got I've got the stuff. For those who are not watching the live stream later. <laughs> I just saw like the computer chair just like scoot, scoot, scoot off the For screen. For anyone that doesn't right, watch the so live streams, this should be inspiration to watch them. This is just yes. oh fuck! It's just like a book. It's just like a box of paper, endless. Wow! Computer paper, like that's oh, it's like, like that, dot yeah, matrix dot paper. Yeah. That's like wow. shit. I didn't even know you could find that anywhere. That's like you just dug that up from like some sort of archaeological dig. His it's, closet is like a back hole. <laughs> the 80s. I have I have moved this box probably like eight times. Just like 
And uh, yeah, so like for, for people who can't see it, it's just a bunch of like, <laughs> like old shit, like old school, like dot matrix paper. All of the all of the, the sheets are attached to each other. So you can kind of like. <laughs> do, I say, do we need to explain what dot matrix paper is for the youths? Hell yeah, we do. Someone in chat is just like, that's the best kind of paper. <laughs> it is. Because, okay, first of all, okay, I'm, okay, okay, one second. I want to have a little yeah, a moment, a moment here. Because that matrix paper, um, when I was back in school, was, it's, it's paper and all the sheets are connected, but they're like perforated. So you would feed them into a printer and they would all go through the printer. And then you'd take them out and you'd separate them. But then they have these little dot sheet pieces on the side they're like little strips on the side that have holes in them because that's how the paper would feed through the printer and then you get to peel off the little sheets like the little strips with the holes and it's like super satisfying it's like the best thing ever <laughs> it's like oh uh, and if you've never done it it's just you can't understand the sheer satisfaction of it <laughs> bendy's over here like with a finger in his mouth like yeah <laughs> <laughs> But, like I'm not yeah, like oh like biting biting the hand like I'm a sex writer I'm not gonna say it's better than sex but it is sex adjacent <laughs> like it does give you it does give you something you're not gonna get elsewhere yeah. it's like those videos where it's just like very satisfying things <laughs> and it's just one of those things that's just very satisfying to just peel those little dot strips off so yeah I'm I'm very jealous of your like entire box full of dot matrix paper like Jones and like I'm getting crazy over here wanting to tear a tear a piece of paper. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm like I look I'm gonna rip it. I feel weird. I I feel like my 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 mental facilities are getting the best of me here. I really want to tear it. I do. Do you want me to do, me to, do I could, it? I could like tear one for you. Are you gonna get like a. Yes, do it. Tear it, tear it, tear it. Like, just like put it up by like you put it up by like your mic. Put it your mic. Oh, yeah, 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 get some yeah, ASMR yeah, yeah. shit with it. You guys, is that? I can hear that. Oh yeah, it's like rough against your face. <laughs> this is uh, this is the ASMR moment with Bendy Barrett. <laughs> He's gonna tear a little. I can hear it. <laughs> I can hear it. It's beautiful. <laughs> it is beautiful. But yes, we use dot matrix paper for planning because yes. it's the best paper. Like one of the things about planning on paper versus like doing it digitally is like you're going to run into physical constraints. And I think um, one of my like one of my like design principles is like give yourself constraints like even if they're arbitrary even if you're just kind of like making them up on the fly i think the some of the best work comes out of like kind of compression and uh not allowing yourself to uh to kind of like push too far your next question is uh well oh shit no this is the question that we're on is mapping out an interactive story there's like this um Oh, it's the next question that I'm basically answering. <laughs> so the next question never happened before. Like, like he's like he's got this. That's okay. They all merge together. It's yeah. Fine. It, 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 this 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 does this does kind of combine here because like the mm -hmm. next question is: Are there unique challenges in interactive writing, interactive fiction writing? Um, and there's this there's this thing called like combinatorial explosion, and it sounds violent. That but sounds fancy. It, it's just <laughs> so it's basically like. Um, 
the 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 options that are available to you in interactive fiction are can can expand endlessly. So it's like you have two choices at first, right? Like I have this pomegranate chapstick. Uh, I put it on <laughs> or I don't put it on, right? And then so that's easy to write. You know, you write a scene, the person's putting it on, the person doesn't put it on. Um, but then, you know, you want to get fancier and you say, okay, so take the pomegranate uh, chapstick and, you know, wouldn't it be tasty if I dipped it in this drink? And so now I put it on. <laughs> and so you've gone from two options to four options. So you have like pomegranate, pomegranate on lip, pomegranate not on lip pomegranate with drink on lip pomegranate with not drink on lip um <laughs> although objectively the pomegranate burt's bees is the best one <laughs> no i think it's the watermelon i think it's the watermelon i'm gonna I have tried to just... the watermelon oh okay well you try the watermelon then we'll talk about it okay i'll, I'll let you know what i'll i will re I'll report back <laughs> okay please please do uh i'm like I have I have strong watermelon uh, love though, so I maybe it's I'm biased. Watermelon um, is delicious. I think it is. It's also someone in chat says that you guys are wrong, and the tangerine bird's bees is the the best. This tangerine. Okay, oh. now now we now, now we've all had our minds blown by the fact yeah, now that there's tangerine. No, oh my god, I I have never been thrown into such chaos and commotion. <laughs> and there's mango bird's bees. Okay. I don't know who, like, I don't know, like, <laughs> big chapstick in the chat over here, like, is, is trying to yeah. sell the the, 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 the flavors that aren't, that aren't being pushed at birds and bees, but I, we're on to you. <laughs> this, this is actually one of the members of my critique group. <laughs> Who's, like, trying to start some shit with some birds and bees. Oh, hey. Chaos. Howdy. Um, <laughs> I think what um, we can all agree on is that this podcast is the best podcast. <laughs> The and it has gone podcast. off the rails. <laughs> the rails. There were never rails. You know what? We've gone off the rails in the. It's like we're, we're like like magic school bus status right now. We're just like <laughs> fucking off. <laughs> <laughs> we're like where we're going. We don't need roads. Um, <laughs> okay, wait. Where were we at? We were talking about. Oh, you were talking about the, the oh, like yes, having the, too many options, and yes, then I got right. sidetracked on on Burt's Bees. But yes, so, too many options. So so right, like in this in this chapstick uh, tableau that has gotten away from us, um, <laughs> you end up with four options. But then those are that's just the first choice essentially. And then if each one of those choices has four choices, then I, I'm not I'm like a liberal arts major. I'm not going to do the math. But very quickly, <laughs> you end up in a situation where you have to write like hundreds if not thousands of, of discrete options uh, for this story, and then you will never finish it. Um, That's what so... happened to me. <laughs> yeah. We've all been there. It's happened to literally every person, probably, who's ever written an interactive story. Um, there are a lot of ways around it. There's a lot of ways around it. You can fake choice. You can like make people make choices. Like you could be like, oh, you know, you wake up and what color t-shirt do you put on? And then you just say what color t-shirt you put on. And then maybe you have a variable that like tracks what color it is. And then later on you tell the person, okay. And then he had a blue t-shirt and someone um, that makes the game more dynamic rather than interactive. Cause like it's, it's changing, but like, 
their choices aren't meaningful. Um, whereas like, you know, do I go to school today or do I like save my mother from a burning building? Those are going to have vastly different storylines attached to them. Probably. It'd be weird, right? Like, is that a question? Do, do you save your mother from a burning building? Is that a, <laughs> is there a question? I mean, I mean no, like, you, you go to school, like you have to go to class. <laughs> I can't miss my perfect attendance record. <laughs> What are you, a fucking delinquent, DC? What are you doing? (laughs) I think this is the perfect dichotomy of me and DC here. (laughs) What do I do? It's impossible to know. Just, Who knows? You will never know. You have to, you have to let, let your conscience be your guide as long as your conscience takes you to school. Hey, thanks, Jiminy Cricket. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean there there are there are other there are other ways around problems like that. Um, but. Um, I probably we probably don't have time to cover them all. So <laughs> I we kind of started to touch on it, but it's what resources would you suggest for writers who might be considering getting into writing interactive novels? And you kind of mentioned Twine a little bit. Mm-hmm. You mentioned um kind of the both the limitations and the cool things about the choice Mm-hmm. Was it called choice? Choice script, or yeah, yeah. Choice script. Choice script is the language, and then choice of games is the website. Um, I would say um, for resources, the if you're if you're looking to get into writing interactive novels, I would say the first thing that you oh you know what I like printed a little list, and it is right okay. behind me. Yes. So I will say um, my recommendation, honestly like from personal experience is like i would just start with twine i think it's it's super simple you don't have to fuss with it too much out of the box you can kind of like you can download the program you can start working on it like today like you can you can make something small and i think you should make something small you should make something that like <laughs> you can finish in a day uh just like start in the morning and then just like make it make like again everything i i think things especially when it comes to um interactive fiction it's important to be like restrained because if you make your your vision too big without having the toolkit to support it it will get too top heavy and it'll just kind of remain in your drafts indefinitely so i think uh twine is a good place to start and um you download it from twinery.org and on that website there is um like uh, they have an interactive fiction community forum that is like very um, useful in seeing what some other people are working on and kind of getting ideas for things that you might want to incorporate into your own work. Um, there's a Twine Discord, and also there's a Reddit page um, that's like r slash Twine. Um, and I will hunt down links to all of those and put them in the show notes um, for the audio version. And uh, in terms of, of, I think probably, though, the best, like, gift you can give yourself if you want to make interactive fiction is to just play a bunch of it. Play a bunch of it. Like, itch.io is, uh, like, a 
treasure trove of like every kind of interactive story you could possibly want to play. Um, and it's just full of things from like truly the filthiest, like <laughs> the filthiest smut you can imagine uh, with like <laughs> kinks that I, I truly didn't even know existed um, to like, this is like the sweetest, like, you know, stories of like families and um, just like people coming out and it's just like, oh no, this is like heartrending. And then you like <laughs> read about like somebody doing redacted to redacted in of the back room of redacted. Um, uh, also there's uh, the website is ifdb.org, which uh, is the internet. It's the interactive fiction database, um, which contains a lot of work and not just work written in twine, but like in a bunch of other formats as well, which you can absolutely seek out. It is uh, like a phenomenal resource in terms of like finding, uh, especially like older games that like you might not, they might not be on itch.io, they might kind of be on people's like personal web servers from way back in the day. Mm -hmm. A lot of people in this community have been maintaining um, like kind of like archival uh games from like i mean way back into like you know like the the like late 80s early 90s kind of shit where uh -huh. like um and some of it you have to kind of like you know use emulators to play and 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 different things but i think like that's the that's that's where i would start like if you're kind of like i want to tell stories that are non-linear what does that look like i think starting with what's out there and kind of like playing with it and just like seeing what other people have tried before um, is going to give you like a phenomenal springboard into kind of making your own stuff and um, playing with your own kind of ideas. Hope that's helpful. Just like writing. It's just like read a lot to write a lot. <laughs> Play a lot to learn a lot. <laughs> Like I, I was, I was talking to a friend recently, another writer, and she was like talking about um, like these life lessons that she learned um, recently this week, and she was just like, "Oh, like, I can't believe like I had to learn all these life lessons, and I feel like I'm on the verge of learning another one." And I said to her, "Like, <laughs> like I feel like next you're gonna tell me like I should be reading books as a writer. Like, please, like <laughs> get out of here." And she was like, "I would never tell you that. Like, <laughs> especially this week." Like, I can only take so much. Um, but yeah, I read a lot to write a lot. Woof. Yeah. I'll to that. I would, but I'm out. <laughs> so sad. And, That's um, why you should have the backup drink. I'm what are you doing, deep. Avery? I know I should have had the backup drink. It's a rookie mistake. <laughs> Empty. Badness. So... I'm going to actually flip the last two questions um, and just say, is there anything else we might have missed that you would like to add on either of the topics? Um, is there anything else that I think we missed that we'd like to add? Um, I mean, we covered think, it all. We covered dot matrix paper. I mean, we, we really, we really did get, we really got to the <laughs> fucking bottom of some shit. We kind of got the details in there. Like, we got ASMR today. Like, it's... Yeah. Um, uh, what I will say is uh, about pen names, uh, I think this will be the final word for me, is, like, don't, um, like, don't feel, don't ever feel, like, constrained by it. 
it doesn't matter like how much work you've put out under your pen name like you can always like make a new one you can always like go back to like writing under your regular old name you can like like much of life it's sort of like trial and error and it might stick or it might totally not be what you need for your writing practice just be open to like whatever lessons you learn while you're doing it and um don't feel like for example like i feel like a lot of people who are writing like in the romance genre feel like oh i need to have a pen name and like that that was something that like especially in my like early days of like writing and kind of like erotic fiction and, and erotic romance kind of genres people are like i need to have a, a pen name in order to make this work and it's like again to kind of go back to the earlier discussion like if you don't if you don't think that you don't have to do it like you don't have <laughs> to like put yourself through the process of like creating an alternate identity if you don't actually if you're not going to actually use it and, and you know like it, like don't 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 like don't box yourself in in any in any way just to like go with the conventions of writing and i certainly hope that like in you know fields like writing and speculative fiction or fantasy or sci-fi that like people don't feel like they need to like because it's like if you're writing like for example like literary fiction like oh shit like i can't also write about like this like i don't know princess rescuing her girlfriend and going on a space adventure it's like <laughs> fuck genre dude yeah. just do whatever yes, the fuck can. you want it's fine yes you can you can and you should you can have it all gay ass romances are very hot right now do it do it <laughs> well i think we've we've run we, we've run a little long i'm sorry but also i've been having a great time so i'm kind of not sorry this was, this was <laughs> phenomenal and you never <laughs> apologize so where can we find out more about you and your work Sweet. Um, you, my website is benmakesstuff.com, all one word. And um, you can find me on Twitter, long may she live, question mark. Um, yeah. Uh, at, again, um, at Bendied or ben at Bendied. Bad Ben. I truly wish I had realized that. It's <laughs> embarrassing how long it took me. Um, and if you want the spicier stuff, uh, you can find me at, at Benji underscore bright. Uh, anywhere else? And then I think, uh, no, I think you should be able to find everything through my website. Um, yeah. And okay. find me. If you have any questions about interactive fiction shit, just feel free to just like hit me up on Twitter. Just uh, looking quote tweet every tweet that I've ever tweeted <laughs> until, I, until you get my attention. Um, <laughs> and once again, I will put all like all of this will go in the show notes on the webpage, so people can find you there too. For sure, for sure. Thank you so much, Bendy, for joining us. It was a freaking blast. Uh, yes. This was so 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 much. Fun. Yes. Um. Uh, for those of you listening, our next live stream will be on February seventeenth. We'll be back to revising, discussing filter words have a very old peace of mind to revise and it is very bad and there are many filter words so we're gonna have fun with that <laughs> that's 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 gonna be a good one for us to get back <laughs> on the saddle with yeah good luck with that dc have fun um 
So you can find anything for the podcast that you need at anditswriting.com. Look us up anywhere you listen to podcasts. We should be on all the podcatchers and the major services. Um, you can also follow us once again on Twitter for now, question mark, at anditswriting. Um, we do have an Instagram that I need to get more active at updating, but we do have an Instagram also at anditswriting. Check either of those for up episode updates and notifications. Uh, we do also have a Discord group. You can get that link at our website. Uh, thank you so much for joining us, and we will see you all again soon. Bye! Bye. Bye.